0: Welcome to the cell Podcast, where tax investing is made easy. My name is Casey Dimmon. I'm a Cell veteran, expert, and trainer. I'm the author of the Cell Playbook. I'm the founder of the Cell Academy, and I'm your host right here on the cell Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast episode. And as always, at the conclusion of this podcast, if you're looking to learn more about investing in tax-faulted real estate, head on over to TaxSellAcademy.com. Again, that's TaxSellAcademy.com. Today, I want to talk about something that's very, very important that you'll come across sooner or later, and it's probably going to frustrate you. I'm talking about your competitors with very, very deep pockets. Now, most investors that are listening to this don't have what I describe as deep pockets. Truthfully, most individual investors, regardless of how many tens of millions they're worth, really don't even have the same kind of deep pockets that I'm even talking about in today's episode. So let me start this episode off with a very quick story. I can vividly remember registering for a tax lien sale many years ago. And this was a sale that required you to give them your check in advance. You actually had to give them your funds prior to being able to bid on something. And they did this to ensure that you paid. And also, of course, they did it to make sure you didn't spend more money than you actually brought with you. And I don't remember the exact amount, but I took around $20,000 or so to this particular auction. After I handed over my cashier's check, they wrote down the amount that I gave them on the back of the bidder card. They did this for every single person. It was a little bit odd, but it was the way that they operated nonetheless. Perhaps they did it maybe so you didn't forget how much you actually gave them. I'm not sure the reasons behind it. I wasn't really all that embarrassed though that other people would see it because my, in quote, number seemed to be higher than most of the people sitting around me. So this was a multi-day auction with thousands of liens to be sold. But about midway through the first day of the auction, I realized that there was a fairly young but professional, well-dressed lady that was buying a substantial number of liens. Now I have no idea what she spent on that first day or even the entire auction, but I can promise you, it definitely caught my attention. It was almost distracting because she was buying so much, and I was constantly wondering, is she going to be bidding on this one too? So The next day, the second day of the auction, I did what anybody who is very curious about something did. I arrived early, and I sat as close as possible to her. I sat in the road directly behind this young professional woman. I was trying to figure out, what she was bidding on, why she was paying this, because she had some odd numbers she was bidding, where she was from, who she worked for, if she was just some rich woman. I didn't know what the deal was. I was trying to learn everything I could. About 10 minutes into the second day, I happened to see her bidder card. Remember I told you that the amount that you put on deposit was written on the back of your bidder card? Well, on the back of her bidder card, it simply said the more than sign 1M, short for more than $1 million. Then a couple of liens were sold and I noticed she grabbed another bidder card with a different number on it. And I realized the back of that one also said more than 1M, more than $1 million. So it naturally just caught me off guard. This lady had at least $2 million that she was going to invest and I had my measly 20 grand. So during a break, I attempted to make conversation with her and she didn't really reveal too many details, and she kind of kept to herself, truthfully. It became apparent that she wasn't just some rich woman, but instead she was an employee of a company that was investing institutional capital. And while I'll never know who she was investing for, I can only imagine that it was one of the big players in this business, perhaps a large bank or a REIT. And you're going to run into that from time to time. Even on a local scale, there's going to be investors who operate investment funds that are very similar to REITs. What will happen is they'll pull together lots of money from other investors, usually tens of millions of dollars. They'll buy properties, operate on hairline margins, and they'll make money with their overall portfolio instead of just on a property-by-property basis. So what happens is they have such small margins on each property, but they have a nice little margin on everything combined together, which beats most markets, and it makes all the investors happy because they have minimal risk. But overall, it gives them lots and lots of buying power, and it can be difficult for the small investor to compete with these folks. So how exactly... Do you avoid these guys? How can you beat them at their own game? Well, there's no way to avoid them completely, but there's a number of different strategies you can implement. And I want to share three different strategies with you on today's episode. And if you implement any of these three, the odds of facing these deep pocket folks are going to be greatly reduced. The first strategy is to be different. Think of most typical real estate possible, right? What's the most typical real estate? It's gonna be your single family home in a good area that's gonna be lived in by your average family that's working class or better, right? And this is gonna be the safest type of real estate. This is what most of the large investors want because it's simple, it's easy, it's secure, easy to value, easy to buy, easy to sell. And I'm not saying that you must avoid this type of real estate to avoid all competition, but just understand that the properties that are just a little bit different will definitely be skipped over by those larger buyers. Now it's possible that many of these larger buyers will also have guidelines that actually prohibit them from going outside of that norm. They might skip the vacant lots. They might skip the commercial properties. They might even skip mobile homes or anything else that's not your basic single family homes. So look for the properties that are just a little bit different. The next strategy is going to be to go rural. I've had many private coaching calls where a popular issue is that there's just too much competition in the areas where my students are investing in. This causes everything to be way too expensive, and at the end of the day, that means that my students cannot meet their desired margins. So When I dig a little bit further, what I typically realize is that it's not an issue with their expectations. It's not that they have to have margins that are crazy or anything like that. And it's not even that the properties they are choosing are the wrong properties. It's just that the properties where they are investing in, there's also, well, lots of money that are going after those same properties. And here's the rule of thumb that I use. If you can tell somebody the name of the city that you're investing in on the opposite side of the country and they immediately recognize the name of that city, you probably don't want to invest there. So for example, if I live in Florida or am I investing in Florida, and then I go out and I talk to my friends in California, and say, listen, I'm investing in Orlando. They probably have heard of Orlando. So what do you do? You skip it. Now this is a very unscientific way to say don't invest In the most popular areas the most popular areas for visitors and residents are also going to be the most popular areas for the deep pocketed investors instead go rural now don't go so far rural of course where you're buying in a place where nobody has moved there in three decades right but find a mid-sized town somewhere and go for it big players are usually going to be in the bigger cities And The last strategy I want to share to avoid these deep-pocketed buyers is to go where it is difficult. Here's what I mean by that. If you're looking at an auction list and it has a description, photos, title information, values, and everything else that you can imagine online, or if it's not listed right there on the auction list, they can just click a few buttons and it's right there on the computer screen, that is considered easy. But if it has just a parcel number and you can't find anything else out about that property online? That's difficult. You'll be required to put in the extra effort to research and evaluate the properties to figure out what's on it, how much to pay, that kind of stuff. These deep-pocketed buyers often run off such thin margins that they cannot invest the time into sending an employee to the county office to do that same research. Instead, They'll stick to the counties where everything's available online, and it's just going to be a data center where they're processing information. They aren't going to send somebody out there to do the difficult work. So Go where it's a little bit more difficult for you and subsequently everybody else because most people won't put forth the effort required in those more difficult areas. So there you have it. Now, these aren't always going to be perfect every single time, but these are at least three strategies that will help you avoid the bigger players. The first one was to be different. The second one is to go rural. And the third one is to go for the difficult areas. Guys, I really hope this helps you get a leg up on those deep-pocketed buyers. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode Guys, I've got two great resources for you today. If you haven't yet done so yet, be sure to check out TaxSaleAcademy.com. Grab your copy of Sell Playbook. It is the ultimate guide to buying and selling tax-defaulted real estate for beginning tax Sell investors. It is a tremendous resource. The book itself is completely free. Just help us to cover shipping. To get it from our warehouse, to your front door, which is $4.97 inside the U.S. And of course, if you're ready to get started, take advantage of the most comprehensive tax sale investment training course in the world, head on over to TaxCellAcademy.com Click that join button and you'll be on your way to tax sell success. And as always, guys, if you found this episode helpful or any of our other episodes, be sure to take a few moments out of your very busy day to leave us a five-star review and some positive feedback. We read each and every single feedback comment and we notice every single five-star review and we are so, so thankful for every single one of you who have taken the time to do so already. Guys, take care and make it a successful day. See ya.